Welcome to Game On, the weekly football podcast bringing together seasoned professionals, the male star football writers and a celebrity fan or two. I'm your host, Mark Pugach. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple and Google. And if you haven't already, why not sign up for the Daily Mail Plus briefing at mailplus.co.uk, where you can also watch Game On on video. Hello, I'm Mark Pugac. Welcome to Game On. So England have beaten Germany in the knockout stages of a major tournament for the first time since 1966. But it will count for nothing if they're beaten by Ukraine in the quarterfinals in Rome this weekend. Let's speak to two Grisses who both played for England. Chris Waddle was at the game yesterday and played in the Italian 90 semi-final against then West Germany. And Chris Sutton, the former England striker, is with us as well. Hello, everybody. Uh, the morning after the night before and uh, two Chris's. So I'll try and make it clear who I'm speaking to. Mr. Wadler, good morning. Good morning, Mark. I was thinking this morning, you and I were together in Bloemfontein <laughs> in 2010 and it was a shambles and um, you were so upset and irate afterwards. A little bit better today after England's win. Yeah, I mean, we've come a long way since then. Um, you know, I remember looking back at that game myself, Mark, and I thought, where are we going from here? Uh, it just looked terrible, and we—I thought—we've got no future as, as as competing as the nations. But you know, they've worked hard at it, and uh, with the academy system, and uh, you've got to say now that we have we produced a side which is capable of winning tournaments. Yeah, Mr. Sutton. Good morning, and and it was it was an intelligent approach. It wasn't necessary. I said last night on the telly with Ian Wright, champagne football and Harlem Globetrotter football. You can't play that seven games in twenty-eight days. You have to be. You have to be reasonably pragmatic about you about it, don't you? So you have to say so far the the approach is vindicated. Yeah, absolutely. I, I uh, look. I think with regards to the group stage, uh, you know, we we wanted more. We wanted the team to to play uh, better attacking football, uh, create more chances in the final third. That wasn't the case, but there was a lot to be positive about. Uh, clean sheets, organisation. Um, and then the game against Germany, a change of shape, which I have to say, at first I was you know, thinking, was that the right thing to do? But everything that Gareth's done in this tournament so far, every decision he's made, I think he's been vindicated. Everything has come off. And once again yesterday, um, another strong performance. I think it was big Harry Kane scoring. He's not been at his best throughout this tournament. But now, I mean, you're looking at the draw. I've seen, you know, a fair bit of Ukraine did the game against Austria where they were well beaten. I mean, this is, don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but this is a huge opportunity. He, he admitted, didn't he, Chris, that the, uh, Chris Sutton, that the, the, with the formation, the result is the father of every discussion, isn't it? And if England had lost yesterday, we would have gone, hang on a second, you've got Foden on the bench, Grealish on the bench, Sancho on the bench. You know, we've got so many good attacking players. What are you doing by being so conservative? But as I say, he's won the game, so he can he can point to that and go, that's what you have to do. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, this, this, the situation with regards, uh, you know, to the players which you've named and and. That has been uh, that's been a strength of England, I think, that, or, and a difficulty for Gareth in getting team selection right. Because whoever hasn't played in the tournament, you know, when England haven't been free flowing in the final third, you know, Sancho's name has been bandied about that he should have started. You know, Foden's left out of the team. People are always going to moan that Gareth has difficult decisions to make. 
but I thought he got his call. I thought Saka was brave early on in the game. I didn't think Raheem Sterling should have started the tournament with his form at the end of last season at Manchester City. But, you know, he's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And with, with regards to the centre-forward position, there's not another striker in this country who comes close to Harry Kane. So while his form hasn't been great, Gareth has to persevere with him. And, uh, you know, it's about having faith. And he, he is, I think, or he is or he will come good. Harry Kane. Chris Waddle, you know, you played with, you obviously played with Gary Lineker, you played with David Hurst, you played with Papa Marseille. I was saying to Ian Wright halfway through the second half, he's got to take Kane off. He can't get up to a gallop. And right, he went, you don't take him off. He may not be playing well, but if he can just get half a chance and score, it'll make all the difference. So you would say, having played with the players I named there, that has to be the approach. With That had to be, because he's scored now, that had to be the approach. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, you know, uh, Calvert-Lewin wasn't even sub yesterday. Yeah. Um, he was one of the three left out. So uh, if you're struggling to say, we need a goal, you're going to put the ball in the box a bit more and you push them back. You know, he wasn't even on the bench. Wherever we talk about Harry Kane, I've got to say, for I think it was about 19 minutes, but when I actually watched him, he touched the ball, I think it was. And, um, you know, you think the game's passing them by. Um Saka started brightly. The game started passing him by a lot, especially second half. Um, and you thought, you've got to change it. And at one stage, I mean, Raheem Sterling was looking threatened with losing the ball too easy, making bad decisions when he had the ball. And you're looking at that front three and you think, I can't see we're scoring, even though we're starting to dominate the possession a bit more. I couldn't see we're scoring. And then you start thinking, is it worth changing the front three just to see what happens? Uh, then obviously Sterling scores and then Kane scores. Uh, I think it was the right thing to take Saka off and bring Grealish on. I think now there's a shout for Grealish to start in the next game. Um, but yeah, I've gone, going back to Harry Kane, he's not had a great tournament, um, but he is an important player to the system of England play. Um, yes, we all wish he would run in behind and had a bit more pace and we all wish he'd win a few more headers and we all wish... Basically, what we wish him to do is score goals. Hopefully, that's the first of many to come. How, how, many, how many chances yeah. has he missed in the tournament, though? I don't think... Yeah, he had, he had a great save against Czech Republic. To me, Chris, it's not just his goal scoring, it's his general play. He doesn't look sharp. He doesn't look he's holding the ball and well. He's not, he's not linking the play. He doesn't never win his headers. I, 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 you know, I don't think he's in the team with that. I don't think he wins many headers. But he's not looked like his link up play's not been there neither. So I can see why a lot of people are saying he looks jaded, he looks tired, and I've been saying it. Uh, but hopefully that goal will give him the confidence to uh, hopefully go on a run. Chris Sutton, when, when Muller went through, the whole nation held its breath, didn't it? And it's just, I, I said it again, I'll the telly, sliding doors moments. I don't need to tell other Chris hitting the post in Italy and Darren Adderton hitting the post and Lampard's, you know, non-goal and Jeff Hurst's goal and all that. It's a sliding doors moment, isn't it? Muller makes it 1-1. Suddenly we're looking at a different scenario. Yeah, that was one of those moments where, you know, when he missed, you thought it was meant to be. But yeah. because it's Germany, you know, I, I was... So I was thinking they'll probably get another chance and, and <laughs> score. But when the second one went in, uh, you know, it was game over. I mean, England saw the game out comfortably. Uh, you know, other than the, you know, the Muller chance, I've got to say Werner had a big chance. Uh, 
didn't he, in the first half yeah. where, where Pickford uh, saved. But other than that, you know, I thought England were, were very, very assured. Pleased for Harry Maguire, uh, another player who plays for Manchester United and England and seems to get a real kicking off everybody. I don't understand why, um, but him coming back in, I think he's, you know, really assured at the back and had a, a, another strong performance. Jordan Pickford. I mean, before the yeah. tournament, thinking, blimey, you know, I've, I've always I've always thought he's got a bit of a suspect temperament, but he's playing with a, with a cool head. I mean, I don't want to go too early because it, you sure. know, it's quarterfinals. But at this moment in time, he hasn't put a foot wrong. Brilliant with his feet. Made some important saves. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, at this moment in time, it doesn't look like... Is going to do anything too daft? I think he's been working with a sports psychologist. I was uh, I was reading, so uh, you know maybe maybe that's helped. But he's, uh, he's been, been outstanding. He's been the best player for me. And I know people say, well, we've won the games and we we haven't lost. Um, but when he's been called upon at vital times, he's made the save when we needed it, and he's 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 uh, his decision making has been outstanding. Four clean sheets, that's what it's built upon. Uh, Chris Waddle, do we do England change the system now for Ukraine? They're not as good as Germany. That's no that's no insult to the Ukrainians. Um I'm caught a Ukrainian, I would never insult them. Uh, but do we change do we change the system for the German for the Ukrainians? Yeah, I'd go back to the four three three, mate. Um they'll play one up front and play two wade. Um Yarmolenko will play on the right, obviously, we know. Um, he was a very clever player on his day, can, can change a game. Um, the midfield, Shevchenko, we know, scored yesterday by Man City, very talented football as well. I think the strength of them is the middle of the park and, and going forward a little bit. They've got some dangerous players. But I've watched Ukraine three or four times in this tournament now, and um, whatever they play at the back, um, back four or back five, they're not good enough. And that's why I think England will win this game. Um, I'm not going to say comfortably because no game's comfortably, but I cannot see England not winning this football match. What do you do, other Chris? Do you bring Mount back in 4-3-3? Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of... I'm I'm a little bit indecisive over uh, whether he should start Grealish. You know, Grealish, so good off the bench uh, yesterday. Great timing of substitutions. And, you know, it's an interesting tournament, isn't it, when you see the, the way certain teams have used their subs and it's worked for them. But uh, I think Grealish has probably, you know, earned the right to start. And I know Mason Mount will come back into the thinking, but this is an opportunity against Ukraine. Uh, I saw them against Austria, uh, had an eye on the game um, last night. They're, they're not sort of a free-flowing side. I mean, Yarmolenko couldn't get a game for West Ham, really, uh, this season. They've got the centre-forward, uh, Yamachuk, I think, who's uh, who's who's OK. But, you know, nothing special. Um, and, you know, it's a game England should win. And this is a game where England, you know, I think that they can be a little more, or Gareth can be a little bit more aggressive in his approach and, uh, and play more attacking players. So Grealish would come into the, must come into the thinking, really. He's earned the right to start. I mean, it's going to be a different scenario, Chris Sutton, is it? Because it's the first time away from Wembley. It's in Rome. It really will be neutral. England fans are not allowed to travel. If you're an expat living over there, you're OK. So it's not going to be the environment that England have had up till now. Or, fingers we crossed, can't have all they have games. going forward. We, we need to have one game away. I suppose so. 
be glad I've all lost. But no, it's with what's at stake. I mean, this is this oh. is. I don't want to say it's nearly an open goal, but you know, Ukraine. You know, what do they qualify with? With three points, a third place team. I've seen enough of them. I mean, come on, this is this is a team we shouldn't be fearing. I mean, last night watching the game, it was a ball fest. Um, Sweden, Ukraine. They, they, in my view, they don't have enough to beat England. Chris Waddle, we've talked about England, Ukraine. Then, of course, uh, what about Italy, Belgium? That is going to be a very tight match because Belgium was, they've got injury issues with De Bruyne and Edin Hazard. You know, really nowhere near a gallop and and came off injured the other day. Are you edging towards the Italians almost, Chris? He says in his voice because. They were my dark horse before it started. Well, I'm sorry no, to tell everybody every no, 10 seconds. Well, I tipped Italy as well to win it. So um, I'm going to stick with Italy. Um, Belgium, very talented. The, the problem with Belgium got at the minute is legs. The, the back three is very old. Um, they don't want to come up the park. They're afraid of anybody who's got a little bit of pace getting in behind them. So what they're doing is they're, they're basically bringing Witzel and Tielemans back onto them. Then they've got the two wing-backs who are not getting as forward as Hazard was excellent. Torgan was excellent that night. But you know, then the Bruyne became deeper, then the Kappa comes deeper, and it looks like they're just playing on the break. And um, we know Italy qualified uh, very easy, struggled against Austria when they left Rome, went to Wembley, obviously found it different. Uh, give Austria credit, they really put a performance on. Uh, but uh, Italy have got pace in certain departments, I think, which can hurt uh, Belgium, if Belgium want to come up the field. Uh, but I think we'll see a, a, a very similar performance from Belgium uh, as we saw against Portugal, where they'll sit back, wait for an opportunity, and capitalise on it. Yeah, because Chris, they've got. No, it's not like they've got you know a Del Piero or a Pirlo or anybody, have they? But they're a very efficient, and organised, and very good team. That's exactly what they are, the Italians, aren't they? A team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I mean, I, I actually thought it was a good thing for them to suffer a little bit as they did against Austria in the second half. You know, they breezed through the group stage, you know, all all attacking and, and, and looked very good on the eye. And, and, you know, you've used the word team. Absolutely agree with that. But they sort of had to go through the hard yards to beat Austria. And that may do them good now, you know, getting into the latter stages of the tournament. I expect them to beat Belgium. I do. I know Chris tipped them at the start of the tournament and I disagreed with him. But the, the longer <laughs> this is, all my tips are out now. I wasn't going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but I mean, they are they are looking super slick. Uh, you, you know, yeah. Insigne's got goals. Uh, I, I, you know, I like the I, I like his team selections. Berardi yeah. off the uh, off the right hand side. You know, he's a really talented player. Insignia, the midfield, they've got competition for places. Locatelli, a couple of goals in the tournament, didn't get a start because Verratti had come mm. back in. They're looking solid at the back. The goalkeeper's an absolute monster, yeah. uh, you, you know, when sides get shots off. So they are looking extremely, mm. extremely strong. And I expect them to beat Belgium. Yeah, the, the Belgian back three, by the way, are 101 combined, over 300 caps. But, you know, as you've said, as, as Tonner Chris said, they're dropping deeper and deeper because they don't want running, anyone in running in behind. Chris Sutton, uh, the Czechs played really well the other day, but I still fancy Denmark surfing this emotional wave of the Christian Eriksen situation. I still fancy Denmark to be at Wembley for a semi-final. I do as well. But, I mean, the Czechs are, are an awkward mob, aren't they? I yeah. mean, I, th I think, you know, we looked at them in, in England's group and Scotland's group and thinking, well, you know... There's a good chance they're going to finish bottom, but they find a way of getting over the line. 
of course, Schick's important to them, but they've got other good players, Derrida and 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 Masipus, you know, are, are talented players. So I don't think this is. I I don't think that Denmark are going to run away with the game against the Czechs. But I think you know, as you've said, the the sort of emotion attached to the uh, to the Ericsson incident and and the belief is there. I mean, they absolutely smashed Wales and and deservedly so. And uh, they've got strength in depth. They've got some good players, the Danes. So I expect them to edge that one. Yeah. You've got Chris, what do you make? Yeah, Denmark for me. Uh, I think Denmark's a very strong side, and obviously. Uh, the things what surrounded the camp and what happened, um, I think it's bonded them together more and more. It made them really focused, determined. Looks like they're on a mission. Um, and I kind of see them. I think the Czechs will give them a game and I think it'll be awkward. Um, but I can't see Denmark not beating them. And, you know, I've looked at this tournament and a lot of players in this tournament, uh, some, some teams, um, haven't really played as many games as I, Harry Keynes and your Harry Maguire's and your Rashford's and and a lot of other countries who play in a strong league week in, week out. A lot of these players don't play in strong leagues. You know, they're playing like a fifth-tier league. Uh, so the games are not as demanding. And um, I think the condition of the Denmark team will, will, will suit the, uh, this tournament. And I can see them going quite a, a bit further because they look very, very fit. Yeah, uh, uh, there'll be a match for anybody at Wembley if Denmark get through. Uh, Chris Ward, let's finish with the last um, semi which, of course, is Switzerland and uh, Spain. And um, I was lucky enough to do the games back-to-back. It was an amazing day, whatever day it was for the week. I have no idea what day of the week that was because I keep thinking today is Sunday. I thought today is Sunday for all morning. And someone said, no, it's Wednesday because of such a big game yesterday. Spain, Chris Waddle, Spain are creating chances for fun. If they had a number one striker, if they had a proper goal scorer, you'd think, wow, they could do anything. You've got to think Spain have overachieved a little bit. I know, listen, they're very talented. The league is a, a league which is technical, really, and Spain's national team is all about keeping the ball. They've had the most possession, I think, in the tournament. And um, they're a young side. They're rebuilding. They've got a couple of old heads in, obviously. Uh, they're rebuilding. And I think this tournament was sort of a, yeah, let's go and have a free shot at it. Nobody thinks we're going to win it. We're, we're just developing. We're looking at Qatar, probably, and maybe the next years in Germany uh, for real challenging to be serious contenders. But they've got into the tournament and they've probably thought, you know, a lot of these teams are not as good as people are saying. And nobody wants to play Spain because you can't really get the ball off them. And yes, they are naive at times when, whether the Croatia went a 3 1 up, they should have played a little bit more longer, which they don't do. They kept the format, they got pressed. So that is, if a team's willing to do that, you do get rewarded. But if they play around you, you can get punished. Murat has had a good tournament football wise, unfortunately, front of goal. He's a bit like Werner, needs. Chance, chance, chance before he scores. Um, it could, listen, it could happen for him in the next two, three games. He could be hitting the net. Um, I wouldn't rate Spain off. Chris, there's a blonde bloke in midfield for Switzerland. I don't know who he is, but he looks a hell of a player with his left foot. He's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, uh, you know, doing the game the other night. I mean, what, what a performance. But in contrast to France, uh, I mean, Switzerland were a team, they are so brave in the way that they play. They don't punt the ball up the pitch. I know they've got the big cart horse uh, um, up top who plays for them. A couple of goals. Uh, what's his name? Seraf? Seperovic. Yeah, he's got a good couple of good headers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Terrific first header, especially. Um, but no, I mean, they were they were super impressive. I've got to say, I mean, I, I'd, I'd plump for Spain in this one, though. And I really like the... I mean, it was only against Slovakia. But it was in searing heat in uh, in Seville. They press high. They're an energetic team, 
And I know that there are there are sort of players who aren't playing regularly for their clubs, as Chris mentioned uh, about Denmark. But these are these are a hungry, organised outfit, and uh, I think Spain have you know now they're going to be my dark horses for this competition. But the Swiss, I mean, that was a massive shock the other night them winning the game, but deservedly so. They were organised, played through the lines, and uh, and and, and caused France plenty of problems. And I know France had their moment in the second half where they came and it looked like they were going to win the game. But it shows that the Swiss have got, you know, they can dig deep, got a great deal of character and uh, and more than character quality. It's funny, Mark, we're talking yesterday um, about players who just come into a tournament like Saka, who doesn't really think about anything, just put a shirt on and go and play. Uh, Jack Grealish getting his chance with England where he probably, you know, in a tournament, he just goes out and wants to play. And I was looking yesterday, I looked at Mbappe, Four years ago, I was three years ago, um, just went out and played and it became a sensation. We knew he was a good player, but all of a sudden it was, wow, what a player. And I looked under this tournament and I think he's thinking too much about the game. And that's it from Game On. We'll be back next week and every week via Spotify, Apple and Google. That's it from me, Mark Pugach. See you next week for more Game On. <laughs>